So if you live in the Newcastle area and you're into your health, you're into your fitness, you like to keep active, uh, you've likely come across the Pilates space before. It's basically a group Pilates studio where um, Talia, the owner, um, has created a business around these torturous-looking uh, beds called reformers, and it's really designed to keep you healthy, active, and if you have some kind of mobility issue, uh, anything like that, it, it's it's really great for that as well. So, I'm here with Talia from the Pilates Studio, founder and uh, and business owner. Welcome to the Fishbowl. Thanks for having me. No worries. We're in the uh, the Junction Studio today. Yes, which is exciting. Um, tell me a bit about the setup here. What's What are all these strange things behind us? Uh, so these are the um, reformer beds. So we specialize in group reformer Pilates and everyone gets their own kind of machine. So when you come in, it's um, very personalized, I guess, to you, but in a group setting. Mm, awesome. They look pretty dangerous. There's plenty of springs hanging off them. And if you haven't seen a Pilates bed before, or you, uh, sorry, reformer, or you're, watching, um, you're not watching the video podcast version, it's basically like a, a sort of looks like a hospital bed, but much trendier with like a platform on it and and springs, which I think you can change like the resistance of you the can. springs yes. to, yeah, based on how strong you are, I'd be on the weakest spring, um, obviously. But yeah, really cool. So tell us about um, why Pilates, where, where did it all start for you? What got you into this, um, yeah, unique form of exercise? Um, I think I got into fitness when I was like 23. I just got um, back from traveling overseas and I got home and I was actually quite fat. I guess I got like that, that traveling spread. Relatable. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't feeling very good about myself and I threw myself into um, fitness. And um, as soon as I started exercising, I just loved the benefits of it. And I actually did um, personal training and group fitness. I was really into like high intensity interval training and um, I started to do triathlons because my husband's really into them um but I had a um a car accident quite minor oh yeah not a very serious um car accident but I was hit by a car whilst riding a bike um and I suffered like kind of this um really bad whiplash injury and it kind of just really shook me up I guess and I had like these I had pain for a while um, and then that's where I kind of moved away from like this personal training, high intensity kind of um, fitness that I was into and I started Pilates from there. Wow. Okay. Massive story. It's it's really interesting how you've gone from, um, yeah, something that you're really passionate about and you found like a new a new way to keep doing that. Even before I started Pilates, my goal was to own my own space. I always wanted to be my own boss. I'm quite independent and I just thought I could do it quite arrogantly better than everyone else. Um, And yeah, so it just went from being like this high intensity gym that I was going to open to a Pilates studio. And I guess I just kind of faked it till I made it really. Um, I managed to get enough money to put a deposit down and we kind of just scraped by um, with our first studio. But we had enough for 10 reformer beds. We decked the space out and we're really quite lucky from the day that we opened I guess we'd build up quite a bit of hype about Pilates and we've been quite busy since. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's always like such a scary moment, like going from that, putting everything on the line to be like, I'm going to take a risk and go out and, and just do it, just start it um, and not knowing like whether it's going to have a really, you know, big big up- uptake because, you know, it's, it's probably it's probably a new new thing for Newcastle as well, like the area, like it's not really something that has been around a lot. 
Yeah, there's definitely um, Pilates in Newcastle, but I think from coming from Sydney where um, this group fitness Pilates, which is kind of more our style, um, I just didn't think that from my research that there was much competition um, and it was kind of like a new, um, I guess, fitness trend for Newcastle. Mm. So you did the research. Um, you were in Sydney prior to coming back to Newcastle. Yes. Walk me through that transition. Did we? Did you? Were you doing Pilates in in Sydney? Did you just decide to start the business while you're in Sydney, and you came back to Newcastle because it was a an, a niche like it was a easier market? Um, yeah, I always we I wanted to move back home because I'm from Newcastle, but um, originally the idea was to open a studio in Sydney and. I guess I definitely couldn't afford the rent. Like I said, we only scraped by with the money that we could to start our business. And then the idea of starting like this, yeah, this a niche kind of market in Newcastle for this Pilates is definitely what drew us back as well. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So day one, doors open. How did you go getting getting new business through? Was it was it a hit straight away? Was it sort of a slow burn? Um, no, it was actually a massive hit straight away. I think people loved it I don't think they'd done Pilates like this in Newcastle in particular um I guess I'm pretty lucky in um this respect that I never really had to worry about getting clients for the door we had clients kind of straight away it was more about finding instructors <laughs> to work for me because um, it just kind of blew up straight away and it was like oh we need to put more classes on and I was teaching all the classes at the start and it was it was different to where I thought we were going to go. Is it is it hard to find people who are like qualified for like group Pilates classes? Definitely, yeah. It, especially um, I found it really hard down here. And when people come into our studio, we want to make sure that they have the best experience possible. So I don't just want to hire anyone that knows how to teach Pilates. You, we want to have people that are energetic, that they're empathetic um, and that they're down-to-earth people. So they're like three big things that a Pilates course can't teach you. You just need to be a good person basically. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. And then the rest can be taught sort of thing. Basically, yeah. 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 yeah awesome. So um, first studio was a success. That was in Newcastle East. Yep. Yep. So you had a great, great up, uptake there. Plenty of people coming through. Um, great brand as well. Like really cool brand, really cool image, like like what you do, um, even like what the business stands for. Like when you set out to create the Pilates space, what was the what was the vision? Like what did you have in mind? What did you want to achieve from from that? Um, I guess when I first started out, it was just that I loved Pilates and I wanted to share that with everyone. And I didn't really have a massive, it's probably not the best business approach, but I didn't have this massive idea of where my business would take. It was that I loved Pilates and that I wanted to share that with people in Newcastle and I wanted to move back here. I did know it was going to be a hit because it's amazing. As soon as you do it, people are going to love it. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was just about helping people. I didn't have this big kind of plan for where it would go yeah but that that's so normal right like so many businesses um you know the business owners when they start out they they don't really have like a end goal in sight well i mean i certainly didn't with fisheye uh but you start off as just like oh hey i love doing this thing and i want to like help people experience more of this yeah and then that vision changes and like evolves as you as you move forward yeah definitely so you launched the second studio and you get hit with a massive curveball. Yes. As did most businesses, but you've just launched this studio. Yes. What was that like when you when you heard on the news that like 
COVID-19 was affecting, I don't want to turn this into a COVID-19 yeah. podcast, but um, it's relevant in your case because you've, you've, you've laid out the investment for this sort of thing. What, what was that like dealing with that? I definitely, when it first happened, I wish I had a time machine. I could go back in time and not open this studio. Um, <laughs> that was really my initial reaction. I was like, oh, that was a stupid business decision. Um, but I guess it kind of just shows that you never really know what's going to happen. You can't predict, um, like you might have like a killer branding or like a business model and then something completely out of your control can like chop it and change it. And I guess that kind of shows the waves of having a business as ups and downs and most of the time it's downs, but when the ups are good, they're good as well. Yeah, we've ha- you had to evolve like quite a bit. Yeah, I would say that the cool thing about um, the whole, not that it's cool, but the whole thing about the coronavirus is that it can make you change what you thought that your vision was and make it bigger and broader. Um, and you can expand into areas that you might not have um, gone down or never felt like comfortable to go down, but you've been forced to go down there. Yeah. And for me personally, it's kind of unleashed this kind of potential of where I could take just my two physical studios and expand into like a bigger brand. Okay. What do you mean by bigger brand? Um, well, we started like doing virtual classes um, online, which has been really cool. And we only ever taught reformer Pilates in the studio because I thought it was like better to kind of like niche in on just one kind of specialty. For sure. Um, and the space is like quite small to do too much of different areas. But now we're teaching Matt Pilates online and people love it. And they just want to continue doing Matt Pilates from the, their house, even when the studio does open, so they can do both. But I guess for me, it also made me realize that I could target people that don't just live in Newcastle. I can target people all through Australia, all around the world, um, and I can deliver Matt Pilates um, via online, via the internet. But I could also go, I could take it anywhere. I could teach reformer Pilates online, and what else could I teach online to reach more people than I ever really thought I could? Yeah, I love that. I love this idea of like a forced a forced change. Yeah. And we're like forced to think so creatively and how are we going to, how are we going to survive or, you know, in this case, how are we going to grow to the next level? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what's the plan to get things back up, back up and running? Like once everything is, I guess, gyms are allowed to, to open and, and operate. Yeah. Um, we're just waiting for New South Wales to jump on that train and let us open. Hopefully um, not too soon off. Um, when we open, I guess our plan is just to open with the same high energy that we always have. So as soon as people come back in, they're going to want to continue to work out in um, our physical studios. You've created a really strong following behind the Pilates Space brand. And there seems to be like this sense of community. When you look at your online presence and how people respond, your views of, of how people really feel when they come here. Um, is is really awesome. Why do you think that's so important to build that that brand, that that tribe? I think people will do something that is um, cool and maybe fun for a little while, but they stay because of the community and how you make people feel um, comfortably, I guess. So the biggest thing that I think might make our studio different to some other studios is that we do really focus on our clientele um, and that Pilates is for everyone. So the coolest thing I think about our studio is I probably thought it was going to be this really pretentious place where hot chicks come in and they're like matching um, 
<laughs> athletic wear and took photos in the um, the big mirrors that we have on display and it's just not like that. It's so um, yeah. not pretentious and we have like really good-looking 18-year-old women and then we have like 17-year-old badass women up the back with like knee injuries and they're all killing their workout together as one and I think that's really important in our studio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because – you're, you want to create that environment where it's like non-judgmental. You can come in um, any shape, size, age, whatever it is and, and be part of the experience. Yeah, definitely. We try to make everyone feel really comfortable um, in the studio and also without. So we constantly try and do um, community events. So we went and did like this wine bar tour in the Hunter Valley. So we went and did a bar class in a cellar and then we all went out and had some wine, which is amazing. Um, and we do these six-week kind of challenges and none of our challenges are either about um, like getting this shredded hot body. It's all about, we call them in particular, the feel-good challenge. And it's all about how good you can feel um, when your body is flexible and strong which is the perks of Pilates right um but it is a really good community-based kind of challenge because at the end um everyone gets to know each other it's kind of like a egging people on to finish your classes and then we always finish off with a um challenge party and it's just a good way for people to um, make friends and connect with people throughout the community and a lot of people that come to the studio didn't know anyone and now they're, they're friends and that's probably one of the coolest part to see about the studio. That's awesome. Definitely put me down for one of those wine tours next time you get out there. <laughs> and uh, can guys do Pilates? Guys can do Pilates. I think there's a stigma that they can't and I'd be lying if I said that most of our clientele are not women. But there are a few really manly guys that are man enough to come in and give it a whirl. But yeah, look, thanks for being on the fishbowl. Thanks for sharing your story of your business and, and how you've built it and, and got to where you are today and best of luck moving into the future with Thank everything you so else. Much.